Today's episode is brought to you by City Distilling. Distilled from 100% corn and gluten-free, City Street Vodka is the perfect complement to your favorite martini or cocktail. You belong to the city. Visit citydistilling.com or stop by 7600 State Road, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So today's episode, we are going to go over a question from a listener. Andrew, give us that question. So this question comes from John. As the message reads, all right, this one's got layers. And to be honest, I'm not even sure what my question is. So let's just start at the top. I'm into BDSM, emphasis on the S. Practicing Dom, practice Shibari Kimbaku, which is rope play regularly. Closet full of whips, riding crops, collars, blindfolds, and all the toys. Now, with my last toxic relationship, I was able to indulge with all this quite regularly, at the expense of my mental health and well-being. Since then, I've found my person. We have so much in common, it's ridiculous. Passionate as hell, and we prop each other up with all kinds of support. Now, issue. She's never had an orgasm. She's very sexually reserved. Two partners total before me. She was intimidated as hell by my sexual comfort, outwardness, and was even willing to engage in light role play. Even enthusiastically offered to be my sex slave at one point. Now, another big kink of mine is giving orgasms. Bonus if she squirts. And well, that's not possible right now. I've gently tried suggestion, suggesting she play with herself and even got her a toy to use, but she just has no interest. While everything else is all kinds of awesome, it's made our sexual relationship dwindle to the point of maybe once every two months. Now our vanilla sex is pretty damn good in itself, but I've kind of stopped trying, as everything else we do together is just as fun. But yeah, can I convince her to explore herself? How can I continue this awesome relationship without that big part of me? Thank you, John. That does have a lot of layers. It does. So... What I mean, does the S even mean? What What is he really a big fan of? The what part of it? Uh, sadism or sadism, uh, which is the tendency to derive pleasure, especially sexual gratification, from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. Just for our listeners who might not know what BDSM is, uh, per Google, uh, bondage and discipline, dominance and submission and sadism and masochism. So why isn't it BDDSSM? I don't know. It just makes it easier. <laughs> like, I don't know. Whatever. BDSM. Got it. And he's into the S. Yes. Sadism or not submission, right? He's into the Let's, Yes. The so he's the inflicting pain onto others, essentially, through the rope play that he discusses. So kind of that bondage. He said that he's a practicing dom. So he's he's the dominant one in the relationship. He likes to have that submissive person. So I don't know. I mean, have you practiced BDSM before? Um, the only thing I practiced was taking the test. <laughs> uh, there's a test online. I couldn't tell you the website, but let's BDSMtest.org, actually. I just oh. looked it up. Had it right <laughs> here in my pocket. <clears throat> um yeah i mean it's pretty accurate if you uh, it's disturbing actually i'm 100 percent brat that makes checks sense. out yeah that makes sense 
Um, but then it goes all the way down to like 0%, which is like daddy, mommy, mistress, boy, girl, and age play. No offense, don't know what any of that is. Do you know what any of that is? I mean, yeah, that's like... Like people pretending to be like moms and dads. Yeah, and, like you, yeah. you have a daddy or like you have that role play of like teenage girl, like school teacher, like coach and player. See that one I get. See, I have I find that all pretty pretty hot. Like even the mommy daddy stuff? Yeah. All right. I mean, we're not here to I'm not here to judge. I'm just I'm ignorant to a lot of things. Have you As ever been find out? I no, I don't think I have. You have you? Mm-hmm. Was it what by about, me? What about no? <laughs> what about I was like, wait, did I? What about like blindfold? Um, no. Why and now I'm standing all vanilla. <laughs> I'm like the least vanilla person in this room, and there's only two of us. But I feel been... like I feel like earlier today you you were calling me a vanilla person, but um, like it sounds like I've done more of this than you have. <laughs> That's all right. What is oh, degrader? Why well, like that? You like being like degraded? Yeah. Who doesn't spit on? Uh, if you want to get there, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So my number, my 100% is experimentalist. So I can't be very vanilla if I'm experimenting or open to experimenting a lot of things. Right? Yeah. Brat is 100%. Switch. What does that mean? Switch. Mm, I don't know. Like top, bottom, like versatile? Or is, well, no, this is for like. I feel like maybe like. Everyone. I feel like, yeah, like maybe like top, bottom, like more of like that verse in the gay world, but maybe like dominant, submissive, like it's kind of like you switch it up a little bit. I don't know. There's a lot of layers to this. So I'm actually going to post this on our Instagram so people can look at my... Have you taken this quiz, actually? No, but I'm very curious. I'm definitely going to. Yeah, so we can definitely compare the quizzes. Yes. You're definitely going to be more vanilla, I can promise you. Definitely not. I'm only 32% vanilla. I guarantee you're more vanilla than that. I guarantee I'm not, but we'll we'll, we'll find out. You always were, so we'll see. Um, Go back to the question again. How does he... How does he convince her to explore herself? Or how can he continue this awesome relationship without that big part of him? So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that he can continue this relationship? I mean, if it's such a big part of him, it's not something you should ever have to give up to be in a relationship. If that's who you are, that's who you are. Maybe that's, and no offense, he said that's his person. Maybe it's not. Uh, no, I mean, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that uh, at the end of it, if if he continues down this road, I think that there will be more resentment towards her Absolutely. than anything else. Yeah. And he bought her a toy. But the, wait, did he say in the beginning they like started to play or tried things? I forget. He said that she's very sexually reserved and she's intimidated as hell, but she has been willing to engage in light rope play and even offered to be his sex slave at one point. I mean, so is he expecting every sexual experience to be a version of BDSM or does he, I mean, he said he, his thing is he wants to make her squirt now, right? I mean, I mean, it sounds like he would love that. If she's not into BDSM, that's not 
the way to get her to squirt, if I'm understanding that correctly, if she's not into it, she's already not relaxed. So she's not going to be like, right, ready to orgasm. Because from my understanding, women are more mental when it comes to sex. Correct. So they like, they're always in their head and they're, I feel like they're creating scenarios before they happen or, I mean, even there's a lot of men that are like that. You're like that. I'm definitely like that. You create like this. That's why I think you like that kind of porn where like there's like this build up. The story. And yeah, the st- like, there has to be a storyline. Like, just to fuck me. me. Like, why do you need No, I need the storyline. No, line. that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and Andrew, but I mean that's why to go back, like that's why I like the whole daddy aspect of it and the coach aspect of it and the that piece of it, like that role play piece, because I like more of a story. I like more of a build up. So you don't like vanilla sex or general sex, and like, I don't understand. I'm not. I don't like vanilla sex. That is correct. That's what I'm saying. So you expect all of your sexual experiences to be more elaborate than just like Bing Bang Boom? I don't think I expect it, but I I would enjoy it more. Absolutely. So are you creating these scenarios when you're meeting guys that you're like creating all these things in your head before you even do anything with them? Yeah. Got it. There's like, you have a friend. There's a, there's a buildup of it. Like, and I think that even sometimes, like, it's not even necessarily a story that I'm telling in my head, but it's like the, the buildup to it. So it's like the, the foreplay of it. Like the, I I don't know. Yeah. But if you're creating it in your head, they don't know about it. You're Jeffrey Dahmer, which is probably also a kink of yours. (laughs) Let's talk. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> but think about it. Like you're, you're in your head creating this scenario. Like they might just be like, "Hey, no, thank you." Yeah. And then you're let down. Like, so then do you now trap them, or do you like just let that go and create a new scenario with someone else? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that the situations vary. Everything kind of varies differently on each scenario. I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience with this. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of things to tell John what to do other than like just start simple. If she is into the light role play, continue to have her enjoy the light role play. And then maybe add in like, I don't know what girls do with their parts. <laughs> um, maybe then like clip something on. I don't, I have no idea. Like maybe then. While she's tied up, you while she's a sex slave, she's tied up, and then you put something in her, or you play with her clit with a vibrator, or and then just build from the experience from there is what I would the only I would think to do. I I think that you know my biggest piece of advice when it comes to any sort of sexual play in whatever aspect that we're talking about is honesty, vulnerability, talk about it. You know, talking about sex doesn't have to be something that's scary. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, you you should feel comfortable having those conversations with your partner and letting them know, you know, this is what I like. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to try, you know. And when you when you have those open conversations, you are more prepared. You're better prepared for it. Yeah, but there's so many people that don't 
communicate at all, let alone communicate about sex. This is true. So should our advice then turn to overall communication? Or are we just so far off topic from BDSM now that we should probably backtrack? No, I, I think that I think that this is still about the BDSM. This is still about this, you know. My my question would be how honest has John been about it? And it would also be how honest has she been about her openness and willingness to try? Because yeah. is she just saying, yes, I'm willing to do that just to keep that relationship going? Or is she truly open to it? Because if she's not truly open to it, she's essentially leading him on. Yeah. Which people often do because they don't want to let people down. So they're like, let me just give him a tease of what I think I can handle. So let's just say it can be your sex slave or maybe she already has tried role play and knew it didn't make her severely uncomfortable. So let's jump in on that. I don't know. But so communication is what we're saying. I mean, I think that that's a big piece of it. Yes. So John, if you're listening, have you been completely transparent with her? And friend, if you're next to him or girlfriend, <laughs> whatever you are, person, have you been transparent and honest with John? I was like waiting for them to answer. I don't know why. That, I, don't know. I don't think they're going to answer. I don't think that's a. Um, but you can answer with another uh, message on our link tree. If you guys don't know about link tree, you can get to that from our Instagram. Yeah. So you need to take that quiz. Yes, I will definitely take that quiz. What do you think your number one's going to be? I don't know what the options are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the what the results look like for me to know what it is. Here, take a gander at these. Would you say you're an experimentalist? I would, yes. Have you done anything BDSM? Like, not just, like, rope play? Anything more intense? Um, I mean, from, like, a role play aspect, like, the... The, you know, being more dominant in the bedroom or being more submissive in the bedroom, like, yes. Um, I mean, I had sex with somebody one time that was dressed in a skirt and a and a wig and kind of. So what is that? Is that role playing or is that just like, where does that fall into this? Does it fall into any of these categories? I, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of all of these categories to say that. Um, you know, from a from a masochist standpoint, like, I personally don't like being hurt. But I've been with people who enjoy kind of that hurt of it. Like the, you know, like really, you know, squeeze my nipple. Like hurt me. Like choke me. Like no, I... I don't like that. I don't want to be choked. I, I don't want that. But you're comfortable doing that to someone for their pleasure. Yes. As long as I know what their limits are. And as long as like, I don't feel like I'm truly hurting them. First couple times that I did it, like when I like choked somebody, I like, I scared myself. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt them. Like, I only want to choke so hard and then stop. But they like, when they're into this type of like choking, they want you to like almost make them pass out. Correct. Like I, that's. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, I can't say I wouldn't try it. I haven't tried it. I just, I haven't found the right person. I just wanted to show. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I have, but not in that, not in that way. Yeah, wanna <laughs> you choke, wanted to choke, choke them choke in other way. I'll choke their chicken. Um, I mean, piss play, piss play is a, a version of BDSM. It's, you know, making somebody feel more submissive by peeing on them. So it was like every sexual act. So I guess every sexual act falls into some level of some sort of category that will eventually tie into BDSM. No, no, I don't think all of it ties into BDSM necessarily. Um, I think that it all ties into some sort of kink or fetish. Um, but I don't think that it all links to BDSM. I don't know. Should we talk about some kinks and fetishes? Sure. Like what we have or ones sure. that people have asked us to dive into? Sure. Any, all of the above. Why don't you start, Mr. Andrew? <laughs> I mean, I can. I really don't mind. Um, I mean, me personally, like, I don't think that I have any fetishes. So from my understanding, the difference between a kink and a fetish is a fetish is something that, like, you fantasize on, like, you want, you desire, like, it's almost like every single time that you have sex, you want that to occur. Okay. Um, where a kink is like something that like turns you on. It's something that, you know, you don't have to do it every time you have sex, but it's just something like fun that you like. Um, I would say that I have kinks. I, I definitely have some kinks. I, I don't think that I have any fetishes, but I definitely have some kinks. I feel like everyone has some level of kink and they just don't talk about it. I think that everyone can have a kink. And I think everyone should have a kink, honestly, because I think that some of them are very fun. Um, but I think some people are very afraid or scared. That they're going to enjoy it so much? or Yeah. Because it is. There's a lot of things out there that are a lot of fun. They're just so frowned upon and people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So there needs to be a conversation to normalize things instead of kink shaming. Yeah. Is there a thing as fetish shaming? Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, you just said kinks and fetishes are not the same thing. So <laughs> but it's not. Still, like a kink or a fetish is a kink on a higher level. Maybe. So a fetish is like something you said you need. Can we look this up? Sure. Kink versus fetish. So, I mean, uh, I have some kinks, I think. Right? Kink. Can we cut out all this? Kink and fetish are terms that have become commonplace in the American lexicon. Often these terms are used interchangeably for unusual sexual play, but there are some important distinctions that separate the two. Kink is an umbrella term that encompasses all alternative sexual interests, basically anything that's outside the most common mainstream form of sexual activity. Most prominently, this includes all of the aspects of BDSM, but it also includes group sex, polyamory, cuckolding, pegging, pony play, littles, and much more. What is cuckolding? Sorry, sorry. What is cuckolding? Cuckolding? So cuckolding. Cuckolding? Cuckolding. So it's C-U-C-K-O-L-D-I-N-G. Cuckolding 
is when you are in a relationship and one person in the relationship is having sex with somebody else and the other person is watching. Um, so that person is being put in a position where somebody is dominating their partner. So this can sometimes be part of that BDSM where they are they are like belittling the person that is not having sex. So it's like, I don't know. So I, they're like, ha ha, this is them, not you. Yeah. All those kind of thing. Ha ha, I'm fucking your wife and you're not. Ha ha, your wife likes me better than you. You sit over there, you little pussy boy and what? But all three of them are into it? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that like voyeurism from that person that's not included? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a form of voyeurism. Um, but voyeurism usually isn't you're usually not part not of the group of no you're you can be aware of it but you're not part of like you're not in a relationship with one of them that's just like me sitting in another room watching two random people have sex like at the bathhouse sure have you ever been to a bathhouse i have not me neither have you ever been to a glory hole i have did you put your penis in it i did not was it the one in italy well, I <laughs> so there was that one, yes. Um, I don't know. I've been to sex booths. Um, I like at those video stores. Yeah, I like the adult bookstores, adult video stores. Yeah, but I don't, I don't recall if there was actually a glory hole or not. How did you get into yours, like into that booth? Because my experience was very bizarre, and I don't know if they're all like this. So, what was your experience? So it was a local place. We're in Philadelphia. Um, and I met this guy online. We went into this room and he hands this like bouncer guy $10. It was like $5 a person to get in. And then we spin around and like this door goes and like this door opens. And then you walk down this like creepy hallway and there's like all these little rooms like offshooting to either side of you. And there's like TVs in them and you can kind of like peek through and they all have their own little hallways. And then you just go in and like watch porn and just do foul things to each other. Or I guess maybe not. Maybe just watch other people. But I went in and had foul things done and did foul <laughs> things. But that was my first experience. I was like, I never in my life thought I'd be here. Yeah. I mean, I never thought that I would ever be there either. But I have multiple times. Um, multiple times? <laughs> multiple times, yes. All right. Um, but um, mine was not behind a locked door. Um, so my experience in the several places that I've been, um, is you went to the guy at the counter and you handed in money and you got tokens. Um, and the tokens were to, when you go into this booth, it's a viewing booth. So you put the tokens in for you to watch porn. Uh -huh. Um, and you have to keep like, as, as long as you're in the booth, you have to keep the porn rolling. So, like, that's their way of making money. You have to keep the booth rolling. Okay. Um, so you put in some money, whatever, and you either leave your door open and invite people in, or you go in with one person, you close the door, whatever the case may be, um, and you do nasty things, as you say. <laughs> so it's like an arcade for sex. 
yours. Your version is an arcade for a second. Sure. Just keep putting coins into this machine and sucking right. each other's penises. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So now back to fetish. <laughs> so back to fetish. Since I cut you off. Um, so fetish is a very specific requirement, either based in psychology or sensation, that is necessary for an individual's sexual arousal and enjoyment. Fetishes can involve inanimate objects, such as high heels, known as form fetishes, or specific materials, such as leather, silk, or vinyl, known as media fetishes. They can also be focused on specific body parts, like feet or breasts, or even specific types of partners or behaviors. Many people have slight fetishistic behaviors. A voluptuous butt, for example, is currently a popular fetishized body part. But a true fetish is when an object or behavior is required for sexual arousal. So So I have a multitude of fetishes then. There has to be a penis involved. I mean, yeah, <laughs> let's start there. I mean, I like tattoos. But is it a requirement? Yeah. So if a guy smoking hot, hits every other thing, comes up and wants to have sex with you and you're totally attracted to him, but he has zero tattoos, there's not a chance that you're having sex with My him. My first question is, are you interested in ever getting a tattoo? Because <laughs> then I will give him, <laughs> I will entertain him and then force him to get a tattoo. Okay. Or there's something like beards. I need a man to have a beard. I want to be with a man because he has a beard because he's a man. I've had multiple men grow beards. <laughs> there, yeah, I can keep on going. So your one of yours is butts, big butts. So right? I mean, but is it's, that a finish? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, it just it used that as an example. Yeah. Like it's it's a fetishized behavior, but I don't think for me it's not a requirement. It's something that I I prefer. I prefer like on a high level. I prefer so that it's a it's a requirement that you. Well, no, because a requirement you don't really get past, right? Like, right. So I guess my first one was not a fetish. Like, so, for instance, like, I like brown men. <laughs> I usually don't like white men. But clearly that's not a requirement because I married a white man. True. That's me. <laughs> the, do you have a, what is your third one? The three Bs. Brown, bearded, and a bottom or a big butt. I mean, you can take it either way, but something to do with a butt. So what if it was like this beautiful man that was a top with the most magical ass? The dilemma. The fucking dilemma. And they're out there. There are so many tops with beautiful asses, and I'm not an ass man, and they turn around with this tiny little dick. It drives me insane. I feel like it's the biggest tease known to man, or at least known to me. I I think that it's extremely unfair for a top to have an amazing ass because it's it's teasing me it's teasing me and i look at it the other way it's really bad for a top to have a tiny penis well i mean that's kind of (laughs) (laughs) self-explanatory but i will make it work i will make it work if you're handsome enough so i mean i i feel like in this scenario i don't think that that's a no-go for me 
You know, I, I think that when it comes to like top and bottom culture of gay culture, um, I can see past that. I think that there's other things that can occur. There's other things that can happen. I don't think that that's like a deal breaker. Wait, what part? His big butt or him being a top? <laughs> him being a top. So you would be with a top? As long as... He's versatile. No, <laughs> then he's not a top. <laughs> but you could be a verse top and a verse uh, okay, bottom. Fine, but well, then there's an openness to... All right, true. So back to you being with a strict top like yourself. Mm-hmm. You would do that? I I would. And you would both just be a side. So possibly. But like I also I mean I I have bottomed. I I've bottomed multiple times with people that I'm in a relationship that I have big feelings for that I love. I am willing to bottom in those scenarios. So as long as we connected on a different level, as long as there was an openness and a willingness to figure other things out, it's not a complete deal breaker for me. So then that should be like your goal is to find that top that you can just like beat into submission and fuck him right in the ass. I mean, yeah, that would be lovely. That's already your everyday goal. (laughs) But who has time for that? Who has time and energy for that? It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Being just in general, being back in the dating world is a lot of work. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We got really off topic, like not off topic, but we definitely did not answer John's question (laughs) at all. I mean, there's definitely got to be, like, an easier way to put that question to maybe, like, dumb it down for me. Is there a way that you think you could dumb down that question? Like, just because there were so many words, and when I hear too many words, I forget how the question started. So I need to know, like, as you know how to do for me often, just put it in, like, idiot terms. Just Make it, it easy. Make it easy. Dumb it down. Maybe... How does he cope with being more kinky than his partner? How do you cope with being more kinky than your partner? You get a new partner. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Like we said in the beginning. So maybe we did answer it. You need to just be transparent and communicate and keep dabbling, maybe. Well, I think that, for instance, what, what I just said is it like, yes, being a top is not ideal for me, but it's not a deal breaker. I think that that's where you have to start with. Is it a deal breaker? Is it something that you can say, I will be in a relationship for the next 50 years and never have this kink again? And if you, if he can say that, if he can say like, I, 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 if I find somebody that I love, that makes me the best version of myself, that I can see marrying, that I can see being with and living a life with on every other aspect, can you take that kink and that fetish and all of that and put it to the side and never act on it? And if you can't, I, I think that that's your first answer. You know what I mean? Like, and now you have to see it from your other your partner's point of view. Is it something that your partner can never get past? And if you can't get past not having it and she can't get past doing it, then there's your answer. Yeah. I 
Yeah, no. You know, I, I mean, my other advice in this scenario is, you know, polyamory, polygamy is such a, a thing in today's society. And open relationships and, you know, having multiple sexual partners and stuff like that is becoming more of a societal norm. I don't think that we're quite there that it's just the norm, um, but it's not as frowned upon as it was 10, 20 years ago. Is that something that John can see himself doing? Is that something that his partner can see them being open to? And for some people, just that sexual piece outside of the relationship, as long as it's sex and nothing else, can be acceptable in a relationship. But are things just sexual? I think that that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> but yes. So polyamory and open relationships. Should definitely be a topic for another episode because I've got a lot to talk about here. I have friends in my life that are yeah. in polyamorous relationships and they're great humans. We'll just stop there. I did. Yes. <laughs> um, so no, I have friends that are in polyamorous relationships and they're great humans and their partners are great humans. And I don't understand it. I support it. It's just another topic that I'm ignorant about. I don't know enough about it. to, So that'll be just something that we can educate ourselves on while we talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. But so do you have any final advice for John or anyone based off of any of these topics that we went over today? Or topic that we went over <laughs> today, actually. We didn't really leave the BDSM world much. We went off topic, but we came back. Yeah, I think it was all in, encompassed in there. Um, I would say my advice for John is... And everyone. And everyone. No offense, John. My advice is to be honest with your partner. Do not be afraid to talk about sex. Do not be afraid to talk about what you like and what you don't like. Um, I would say try it to to his partner. Try it. You don't know until you try. So if it is something that, you know, if you're with somebody that you love and they want to try something weird or something that you see as being weird or different, give it a try. Like there's no shame in it. And if you're with somebody that you trust, if you're with somebody that you feel safe with and you're not putting yourself in harm's way, I mean, obviously, there's there's a little bit of masochism here, yeah, there's and some harm. <laughs> there's 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 a little bit of hurt to some extent. But um, you know, you don't know until you try. Like, don't knock it till you try it. I will agree with you 100. percent And I had other advice, but that trumped it. So <laughs> I'm going to just fully agree with everything you just said. Don't knock it till you try it, and communicate, set guidelines, talk about it, try it. I really cannot emphasize try it enough. There's so many things I was like, ugh. And I've tried it. I'm like, oh, that's fun. And now I'm like, who else can I convince to try this <laughs> fetish or kink with me? So we're going to leave you guys with trying everything. Yeah. I think um, something that you've said, um, 
I, I think a, a big piece of life advice that you've said a million times before, and I totally agree with it. Do you Should know where I'm guess? going? Can do you I know? Guess? Yeah. Is it do all the things? Well, no. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, our our Tiffany Haddish uh, line there. Um, no, you say um, you only live once, so try everything twice or three times. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think sometimes you have a bad experience that first time. And maybe it's not with the right person. Maybe it's not the right environment. Maybe you weren't in the right mindset in doing it. So, yes, try it once. <laughs> See how you feel about it once. But don't be afraid to try it again as well. And communicate after the fact, too. Just as much as you're communicating before, communicate afterward and talk about what you did like about it, what you didn't like about it. What can we try a little bit differently next time? Things along those lines so that you can both get to a point that you enjoy it on the next level. Because, I mean, I'm not a female, but I've heard from a lot of females that a female orgasm is fantastic. Oh, like fireworks. It's, like you're saying a female having one or a female giving a female an orgasm? No, a female having an <laughs> orgasm. And I'm sure it's even better that a female is giving another female <laughs> an orgasm. So, John, maybe you do bring that polyamorous <laughs> part into it and let a girl try to give her an orgasm if she has not already. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's quite a few things that can be tried. Wait, I want to go back to communicating. I say communicate during. You said before and after. I say communicate during because there's times where I'm like getting head and or, you know, hit from behind, whatever that was happening. And I'll tap you and be like, no, thank you. Or let's try this or maybe rub here or lick this. Because if you're as ultimately trying to orgasm or get off, come, whatever you want to call it. If you communicate the entire way, you're going to get done a lot quicker. If you're just chewing on a fucking worm trying to get it hard or just like beating this girl's clit and she doesn't enjoy it and she doesn't speak up. No one's going to come. No one's having fun. Talk about it before, set some guidelines, talk about it during, get me to that orgasm and then talk about it after and tie it all together. And next time is going to be even better. And then when you try it that third time, it's going to be perfection. I agree with that. Um, I would just, I, I am hesitant a little bit on talking too much during it because I know for me, if you talk too much, you're taking me out of the situation. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I have this story in my mind and I'm playing this story in my mind. And even, but if you're role playing, if you're in the middle of the role play and you're like, yeah, bad girl, take that. And she's like, wait, I don't like that. Like, hold on, stop. Like that just takes me completely out of the role play. I mean, yeah. But so no, then that's why you set the guidelines ahead of time. Maybe give her. I mean, you have to have a safe word. You definitely have to have a safe word, especially safe word? in this. No, you don't have a safe word. I don't have a safe word. I don't, I don't think I've been in a position where I've needed one, but like that person you were choking didn't have a word. No. So you but I just choked them. Until <laughs> yeah. But I always checked in. <laughs> so I guess I communicated during the middle of it. I'm like, <laughs> Wait, is that okay? <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> so it works guys. Did that person you were choking achieve orgasm? I don't know. I'm never worried what? about the other person. <laughs> Shocker. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not. And neither am I. I'm very selfish when it comes to that. I'm like, am I going to come? That's all that matters. Don't let me come first because then you're not coming at all. Is all I got to say. Um, I don't know. What else can we tell these people? 
Tune in next uh, week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've covered a lot. Tune in next week while we talk about some other nonsense topic. If you guys do have any topics you want to hear us talk about or questions you might have, like John, you can go to our link tree, which the link is in our Instagram, which is raw and unsolicited. You can email us at raw and unsolicited at gmail.com. I did forget that, but that's where the link tree goes. So I was kind of ahead of that. Regardless, either way, go to our link tree, buy our merch, support us, laugh with us, cry with us. Hopefully, we don't cry soon. Yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Anything else for you? That is it. Thank you guys. We will see you next Tuesday. Is that what we're going to do? Tuesday? We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.